is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 273 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to be diving into the ability to increase traffic to web your website using Google Search Console with Sherry Smotherman Shorts. I'm super excited to have Sherry on. She was such a gem, came in for the month of February into my membership site, Mastering Your Influence, and came in and did a training on Google Analytics. And you're going to hear me talk about it during the interview. But I learned new things. And I think of myself as a dinosaur when it comes to this. Back in 2009, I started this all. And I was definitely learning new information when she shared all of the info that she had about Google Analytics. Search Console, this is going to be such an episode that you need to want to, you're going to want to make sure that you have your notebook and pen ready to go. She's giving away examples. She's explaining exactly what you need to make sure that your Google search console is set up correctly, as well as how to use the free tool that it is in order to increase your traffic. So let's dive in. Hi, Sherry. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. I'm doing great, Denny. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. I am so excited to dive into this conversation about increasing traffic to our websites using Google Search Console because it is a free tool that we all have access to. So before we jump into that, though, will you introduce yourself and your business to my audience? I sure will. I'm Sherry Smotherman Short, and I've been a blogger for about a decade. Um, my biggest blog is called Cub Scout Ideas. So it's all about uh, Cub Scouting, the Cub Scouting program activities that leaders and parents can use. Um, and along the way, um, well, before I became a blogger, I worked for an insurance company, an auto insurance company. And um, if you know anything about insurance at all, it's very data driven. And so I worked with lots of really smart um, Excel spreadsheet gurus, and you know they just knew how to make that data sing. So um, I feel like some of that kind of rubbed off on me. Although I wouldn't consider myself to be like a um, a data person, but as I was going through and look, you know, looking at Google Analytics and looking at Google Search Console, I you know I found lots of information that we could use. But it took a little bit. You know, at first I was like, okay, I got this data. What do I do with it? And what I found was when I talked to my fellow bloggers, even some that had been blogging for a long time and were, you know, making lots of money at it, they rarely looked at anything with either Search Console or Google Analytics, just because they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what they were looking at. So that's when I decided to start trying to help um, bloggers with that. And I started my blog, Painless Blog Analytics. And so I have some courses that I offer through there, some free resources there. And that's what I do. I love it. And you actually came into my membership site for the month of February and talked about Google Analytics. And I can be one that said I have a dinosaur. I consider myself a dinosaur in the blogging world. And I was asking questions about analytics, the things that you were showing about campaigns and how to make sure that everything's connected to your email and to set it up so that you can really check to see the different strategies. I was just blown away um, thinking that I'm going into this training, just going to sit on the sidelines yet. I was the one digging 
digging in, asking so many different questions. So I found it so helpful. And I am really, really excited about Google Search Console because I think that what you said is really important about the data side of things, right? Like we get intimidated by that. A lot of people, their brains just don't work that way. Right. And one of them. I'd much rather be creative. I'd much rather kind of come up with the ideas and put things into practice rather than looking at the data and trying to determine. But as we know, in order to really be successful as a business, you have to understand your data. And especially if you are trying to rank with SEO, you have to understand Google Search Console. So I know that everyone listening is going to get ready to take their notebook books out and some pens and paper because you're going to need it for this. So let's really start diving into this. What many bloggers are actually looking to increase traffic to their website and often immediately rely on social media because it's that immediate gratification. Why do you recommend they rely more on Google Search Console? Well, Google Search Console is all about how your site shows up in Google Search. And so we all know that SEO traffic is a little bit more valuable. Now, granted, there's, you know, you still have algorithms there, but it's, we seem to have a little bit more control of, of our stuff and how it works in that algorithm than in an Instagram or Facebook or a Twitter um, algorithm change. So I, I just think SEO traffic is better. I think when you get ready to sell your blog, if you are going to go down that route, you're, you know, that's going to be much more um, valuable to a buyer. So that's why I say, you know, use use Google Search Console. And the other thing that I think is, is great is that you can use Search Console to come up with new blog post ideas, but a lot of this is improving what you've got. I mean, you've already spent the time and effort to write that blog post. Why not go ahead and just go back and revise it and bring it back to life instead of, you know, spinning your wheels and hoping that the new stuff that you write is um, going to rank one of these days? I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes I see people making is that they think they have to just continually pump out new content. I was one of them. Right. I used to do that as well. Like I was posting, I think three, four times a week. It was insane. And we had so much content, but it wasn't ranking. It wasn't necessarily doing what it needed to do. And then once everybody started talking about go back and update old content, and these are the things you're looking for based on search consults. So, so valuable. So in order to actually increase the traffic to the website, how do we set up Google search console correctly? I think that that's something people get intimidated because, again, it's another tech. It's another software. Right. Well, I can tell you it's not as complicated as setting your site up for Google Analytics. So that's that's a plus (laughs) right there. Um, The the. If you've had search, con- okay, let me back up. So those of us who are some of those, you know, I don't really consider myself an OG blogger, but I kind of have been blogging for a really long time. And you may remember back in the day, they said, oh, you've got to set up all the variations, HTTP with and without www, HTTPS with and without it. Well, you don't have to do that anymore because now Google has the option to allow you to verify your domain property. And so that is the one thing that I would say, if you're doing a new blog, absolutely set it up that way. But if you're doing, um, if you've got an existing blog, you know, just check to see if that's um, there. And I know people can't see screens, and but I'm going to tell you where you can check that. Like when you go into Search Console, at the top left of the screen, right below that, there's a drop down and you'll see your website name. But if you go, just look down through that list and make sure you have one that like mine just has 
CubScoutIdeas.com. It doesn't have any of the HTTPs or the Ws or anything at the beginning. And right below that, it says domain property. So that's how you can check. If you've got one that says domain property, you're good to go. If you don't, I would really encourage you to set that up. And I think you're going to add in the show notes a link to a a little free course that I have. Um, And there's a video on how to set that up. Um, There's one video that's specific for Google Search Console. So sign up for that and just take that one little part. Now, it does involve um, adding a text file to your domain name server. And I know that gets a little, you know, people are a little worried about that. Where you go for that is wherever you have your domain name, not your hosting. And I know some people have them at the same place, but I don't. I have all my domains at GoDaddy and my hosting somewhere else. So you're going to need to go to wherever your domain's hosted to add that. Okay. Very good. And I love that you're so visual, even though they obviously can't see this, They you're walking them through that because... That is, that's the teacher in me that loves that, that you're walking them directly through what to do. Perfect. And we're going to make sure that we link to that on the show notes. I will be checking that as well, because if I recall, one of the domains that I have definitely does not have a domain name like you're talking about. So we're going to need Mm -hmm. to make sure that gets fixed. All right. So what are the key indicators inside Google Search Console that we should be paying attention to in order to increase traffic? There's so much information when we get in there. What do we pay attention to? (laughs) Right. Well, I think there's, um, when you think about improving traffic um, by using Google Search Console, there's kind of three ways that you can do that. You can increase your position, you can increase your click-through rate, and you can find new topics to to write about. I like to focus on the position and the click-through rate, and those two are kind of go hand in hand. So when you're doing, you know, when you're digging into that, you can, if you're looking for, Either one of those, you're going to see the other one too. So just kind of want one um, session of analysis to figure that out. Um, And I tend to look at impressions, average position, and click-through rate. So those are the three that I look at. Now, I do need to tell you something about average position that people fall into this trap all the time. They'll say, you know, um, Google Search Console says that my average position is six. But when I search for that in an incognito window, I'm not anywhere to be found except for on page four. That Google Search Console must be wrong. Well, it's not. The things you have to remember is that that is an average, first of all. And, um, and it depends on a lot of things. So you and I will get, if we search for the exact same term, we're going to get different results because it, what is served is based on where we live. Um, and it's also based on what our browsing history was. So if I've been looking for recipes and then I, I search for apple, I'm probably going to get an apple pie recipe. If you've been searching for electronics and you search for Apple, you're going to get the iPhone store, you know, so, so there's, there's a lot of that comes into it. And so, um, and even individual queries with the individual keywords and Google search console calls some queries, but they're, you know, keyword phrases. Um, But even that is going to be different, you know, so it's, it's, it's very much an average. So I always tell people, you know, don't freak out if you see a particular page is, is ranking low, but search console says something else. So very long answer to your question, but I tend to look at impressions, average position, and click-through rate. Excellent. 
No, that's so important. And I love that you give that explanation because a lot of people do. They'll go and check to see and they'll say, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. I know some people weren't even seeing web stories on things that I was searching for. We could be on a call together. Mm -hmm. I could see the web stories and they weren't even seeing any web stories within their feed. So I think that it's always so interesting to kind of get a better understanding that Google's very intuitive. I know a lot of people get freaked out and feel like, oh my goodness, I'm going to something that's listening to me. When in reality, it's kind of connecting all the dots to everyone else that's also on the same server as you, like within your house, within your Wi-Fi. If my husband searches for for pajamas for me for Valentine's Day and I go in, it's likely that I'll see some of what he is seeing or get an ad promoted to me for pajamas. Right. Um, And it seems like it's listening to us maybe talk about the pajamas, but it's just associating. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. I've done a little research on that. And there are a lot of things. I mean, you can go to, you know, go visit somebody and you're logging in from a new IP address and that's going to impact things. So there's a lot that goes into it. But yeah, they're they're really not listening to us, although it's easy to sit there and go, oh, yeah, they are listening to us. (laughs) It definitely does feel like it sometimes. But yeah, so helpful. So how do we best use the data inside of Google Search Console to actually increase our traffic? Okay, let me, I'm going to go back for one second. We were talking about misconceptions about Search Console. And there's another one that I want to um, mention to you. And, and I, I cannot even tell you how many hours I've wasted long ago trying to figure this out. Google Search Console, like clicks, are they are not going to match what you're seeing in Google Analytics. And so, and, and it's, it's really easy to go down that rabbit hole to try to figure out what's causing it to be different. Don't, don't do that to yourself. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. There's, there's things like when the, um, when the code is fired in Google Analytics. So just because somebody clicks over, Google knows that, but then they don't know anything else beyond that. So it may not, depending on how a person has their site set up or how their tracking code is set up and how the user's browser set up, it may or may not record that click. So, you know, and that's just one example. There's several things that impact it like that. So, you know, just be careful that you don't try to go down that rabbit hole of, you know, trying to match things up because they never will. Right. Okay. So back to your question about um, how to best use the data. Well, what I do is I usually start with um, the pages tab. When you first go into Google Analytics, it's going to go to your queries. But if you go into the pages tab, you're going to see, you know, they call them pages, but it's technically post, you know, website pages. Um, I, I tend to, what I like to do is I identify the pages that have a high number of impressions a pretty good average position, but a click-through rate that's lower than my site-wide average. So high impressions, pretty good click uh, average position, and click-through rate that's lower than my uh, site-wide average. And from there, what I do is I drill down into that page and I look at individual queries for that page. So you just click on that page and then you can go to the queries tab and you can see what that specific page is ranking for. And then I kind of do the same thing. Look for impressions, average position, click-through rate, and that'll help you identify some um, queries that you need to optimize your post for. So um, then it's a matter of just your basic SEO stuff. Is that query in your... um, in any of your headers, do you use it a couple, three times in your blog post? You know, just the normal stuff that we think of it as SEO. So, um, so that's what I tend to look at. You know, when I'm when I'm digging into it. 
Now, sometimes you'll be surprised, and I apologize. I wish I could think of an example off the top of my head, but I found queries that I was ranking for that I'm like, my post didn't anything about that. Well, I don't, you know, what, what, why is that? So to me, that says I need to go write that post because Google already thinks that my post is about that, but it may not be. So I've had that happen a few times where I've found those things. And so that's a, but that's a little bit of a longer term um, game. If you're writing the new post based on what's in there, um, it'll be a little less than just pulling a topic out of the air, a little less time. But um, anyway, so that's that's how I use the the data. Okay, so can you give go back with the first one that you sent and give an example? I know yesterday you gave an example of this, and I think uh, it's so helpful for them to kind of understand what that BCA form that you were talking about is that the dice call it the right? Oh yeah, name? BSA. Yes, yes. BSA. Okay, yes. Um, Cub Scout Ideas or Cub Scouts is a, a, a program within the Boy Scouts of America, and one of the things that um, that I shared in the um, when we talked about the when I talked to your group was that I. I had written this blog post years ago about that form. It's something that has to be filled out every year and adults who are going to attend um, meetings have to fill it out. And it's just confusing. Parents are like, why do I have to fill it out? And why do you need a new one every year? Blah, blah, blah. So I wrote this blog post explaining all this. I'm so proud of myself, you know, and then I, um, I went through at one point in time and I said, okay, look at this. This is, I'm getting tons of impressions on this blog post. And I've got, I'm ranking like in the top five, but I'm not getting any click throughs. So I was like, okay, what's going on here? So let me update it. So I updated it, spent a lot of time updating it, new images, the whole nine yards, still wasn't getting any traffic. And then it hit me that the, the piece I was missing is the, the intent of the search. And that's something that's huge because you, you, regardless of how great, you know, I was literally getting you know, 50,000 impressions in three or four months and, you know, rank number three and getting like, you know, two clicks. So, um, so, and the piece I missed was intent. If you think about why are people looking for BSA medical form when they're searching for that term, why are they searching for it? It's not really to get an explanation of it. It's to get the form itself because their scout leader has said, you got to fill that form out. It's, It's expired. You need a new one. So, it doesn't matter how much I work on that post. I'm not going to get a lot of traffic from there. So at that point in time, I decided, you know what? I'm not touching this post again. We'll just leave it like it is. And, um, you know, just I'm not deleting it um, because it's a good one to add to emails and such, you know, for my subscribers. But it's not one that I'm going to get very much search traffic from. So that's the thing you got to make sure that you remember is when you're you're going through this, when, once you identify the terms, you know, so you're, you're it's almost like a funnel. You're starting with the page you know, all your pages, and then you're narrowing it down based on the data, and then narrow it down to the actual um, keywords, and then stop and look at the intent of that keyword. Why is that person searching for that word? And if it's a, if it's a good thing, got run with it. If it's not, then, you know, just leave it alone. I love that you looked at the intent and really thought about what is the problem that I'm solving? Because mm-hmm. I think that's the piece that a lot of bloggers will miss. They're not thinking about how are people looking for this? Why are they looking for it? And how can we continue to provide all the information that they need in order to complete it? So I have a question for you actually about that specific post that you're talking about for yeah. Boy Scouts. Could you include the form or is that against Boy Scouts kind of protocol? I have a link to the form in there. But when you are looking at, um, and, and here's like another part of that intent. So when you go into like an incognito mode and you search for it, um, it's, it's 
scouting.org is the official uh, Boy Scouts of America website. So scouting.org is like the first three results there. And then me. So yes, I have a lot of authority, but I don't have as much authority as the Boy Scouts of America. So, um, so, and that, that's another part that I, I didn't mention that I look at too. So once you figure out the intent, go look and see what other people are doing. And I can't beat that competition. Um, I can give you another example of that. So I was working with a client who was, um, had a blog post on um, like a bathtub tray you know, that you put over your bathtub with your glass of wine and hold your book, the whole nine yards. Um, and so she had a, a post about how to um, to make your own. Well, but she was trying to optimize for a shorter tail keyword, you know, just bathtub tray. And when we searched for that, it was Amazon. It was Bed Bath & Beyond. It was Target, all these people that were actually selling it. But when you looked for, when, when you looked at DIY, bathtub trays or how to make your own bathtub tray that's where she, that was the, the the query that she was doing well on because that was what her blog post was about so I said let's make sure that that we add those words you know add the DIY in front of it or something to make sure that that Google knows the intent or, or Google knows that this blog post is about making your own not about going out to buy one yes okay that is such a great Example, because I think a lot of people get confused when it comes to keywords too. Mm-hmm. And when we think, oh, well, we want something really super large that a, a lot of people are searching for, when in reality, if that's not what your post is, like your bathtub tray that you just gave that example of, it's not going to help you in the long run because you're not going to end up with those clicks and you're competing with all of them. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. People just thought, as a matter of fact, I'm, I'm going to write a blog post this afternoon about that very thing, why it's important to target low. Um, traffic keywords, because especially if you're a fairly new blogger, you're not going to rank higher than these people, at least not at the beginning. And so, you know, you got kind of have to work your way up the ladder. And so, and you can't work your way up the ladder if you're only going after those, you know, 50,000 volume keywords, because everybody else is going after those too. Yes. Such a good point. Okay. So what content do you look to improve first based on the data in Google Search Console? Um, well, it's kind of the low hanging fruit. So I might look at, and I'm going to pull up my search console so I can see this. I might find a page where here's one. Okay. My average click through rate is 4.5%. And I can see that when you, when you're looking under in your search console under performance search results, um, you've got those boxes at the top and that gives you, you know, your total clicks, total impressions, average click through rate and your average position. So my average click through rate for my site is 4.5%. So I'm going to kind of just scroll down and almost you can, there's a way you can filter it, but you can also sort of eyeball it when you're going down through um, Google search console. So I found one, here's one that is um, a 3.1% click through rate. So that's lower than my average. Um, I have 114,000 impressions over the last three months, which is really good for me. And my um, my average position is 6.9. So that to me is what I would call low hanging fruit. I'm pretty decent position, lots of um, impressions, um, but the click through rate is just a little bit low. So I would take that and then you know drill down and look at the queries from there. So that's how I would identify kind of that low hanging fruit. And, and work on those first, you know, the, I wouldn't start with one where you're on the fifth page of Google search. I wouldn't start with the ones where, you know, you're, you're getting a hundred impressions. Make sure that you're finding one that's got a decent amount of impressions, 
a decent position and, and just a click through rate that can be worked on. Okay. That is super helpful. And I think I actually want to bring up blogging millionaire recently did a series in a couple months ago, um, about how to improve your title with SEO. And I think for something like that, where you're looking at that click through rate, his tools, that series that he did, I'm going to link to that in the show notes, I think will be so helpful. There was so much information. They were bite-sized, really short podcast episodes, Mm -hmm. but you can really take away. And that's, what's going to help you be able to increase that click through rate. So I love that. And when you're looking at that, and I, and I think I listened to that same podcast series just a week or two ago. Um, And that's one of the things um, I actually have a, a entire course about how to, um, it's called search console traffic techniques. And so we talk a lot about those kinds of things in the course. And um, one of the big things is go look for that term in, um, in your, in, in an incognito window. It's very hard to say that. Um, And then just see what's there. And this is the way I kind of compare it. Like if, if you are, and I both go to the cereal aisle at our local grocery store, you see just, all kinds of boxes of cereal, all different things. And you and I may have a little bit different perspective. You might have little kids. And so you're looking for the the cutesy, you know, cartoon cereal. And, you know, and that's what you're looking for. I might be looking for something that's, you know, low sugar or, you know, has lots of fiber, you know, what a little bit more healthy choice. And so, Think about it that way when you're looking at those search results, because every person is something is going to appeal to them. What's going to appeal to you may not appeal to me. So, um, you know, you're not going to solve the issue for every um, blog or for every searcher. But as you're looking down through there, you know, for example, um, I have an armpit fudge recipe on my blog and we always joke about that because it sounds gross, but it's actually, it's fun for the kids and actually tastes pretty tasty if you can get past the name. Um, But with my armpit fudge uh, recipe, I actually have in the, the SEO title, I have in brackets at the end recipe. So, and the reason I do that, there's two reasons that I do that. Um, it's to help people, like if they're look, if they're thinking about armpit fudge, and they're like, okay, well, I need a, I need to, a, a recipe for this. That's going to draw their attention. And then the brackets just break it up. It's not all text. So if you're if you're scanning down through search results, you know your eye is going to be drawn to that anything that's different. That's why yes. numbers in a title are, are really good too. Absolutely, yes, so good. So you actually have a gift for my listeners that explains the metrics. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Before that, I had, I had one thing on my note that I wanted to tell you. So we had talked, yeah, we had talked about the low hanging fruit um, as being something that's good to target. Um, And that is, if you want quick results, that's the best way to do it. But there are other types of posts that you may want to use Google search console to um, improve. And, um, even if they're not, even if the they're not as good, you may want to start to work on that. And that would be things like uh, maybe you have a post a post that you have um, some affiliate links that are that are converting pretty well for you. You might want to increase your traffic to that post. Um, posts where your ad RPM is high is another situation, and posts that you might be promoting your own product. So you know when you're in a so so that would be sort of the second step of you know, use those types of posts and, and, you know, see what they're doing and what you need to do to improve them. Okay. Excellent. So tell us about your gift that you have for our listeners. I, I do. I will be glad to. Um, 
Search Console, there's lots of terms that are thrown around in Search Console. And so uh, metrics and dimensions are two categories of those terms. So I have a printable for you guys that um, describes what metrics and, and dimensions are, gives you examples of each, and then explains what those examples are. So hopefully it will be helpful for you guys when you're you know starting to dig in and, and looking at things. Excellent. Perfect. So I'm also, where are the best places to connect with you, Sherry? Well, um, you can always email me at Sherry at, and it's S-H-E-R-R-Y, like the drink, at painlessblogganalytics.com. You can check me out on my Painless Blog Analytics uh, Facebook page. And I have an Instagram account that's a little dormant. I'm trying, you know, that's on the schedule to, to reanimate that a little bit. And that's Painless Blog Analytics as well. Perfect. We are going to link to those in the show notes as well. Sherry, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with my audience. I appreciate it so much. Well, thank you for having me, Jenny. It's been it's been fun. Of course. All right. Well, there you have it. Sherry was so good at really truly walking you through Google Search Console, being able to see what you would be seeing on your screen, making sure that you have it set up correctly, and then of course applying the principles in order to increase traffic to your site. So I'm really hoping that you're going to be able to take what you learned today and implement it. Make sure that if you didn't already grab the video that she talked about as well as the printable, you can always send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose, and I can send you the links to that. Just make sure that you tell me which one you're looking for, whether it's a video to really make sure that Search Console is verified or if it is a printable that she is offering. As you heard, Sherry was one of our guest experts for the month of February for Mastering Your Influence. If you are looking for a supportive community that is going to continually give you the most up-to-date information on what is happening in the blogging world, you're going to want to find out more about Mastering Your Influence. Send me a DM on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose and tell me if you're interested in finding out more about Mastering Your Influence. It is a monthly membership where you are getting trainings every Tuesday, as well as you can watch the replay at any time. We also do a monthly group coaching call where I'm able to dive into your business and give you specific analysis on how to continue to move forward. So if you want more information, send me a DM and I would love to have you as part of that group. As always, I appreciate you all so much for leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcasting app. As you have heard in a previous episode, I am giving away a content strategy analysis for those that leave me a rating and review and then send me a screenshot over on Instagram about that rating review so that I know that you have done it. And then I'm going to take a look at your website as well as your social media to give you a better idea on how you can continue to improve it. So until next time, I will see you guys all then.